This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. Future Talk, the whole edition, with Omni Al Saleh and Hany Balkis on Pulse 95. Welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse95. It is me, Hanib Al-Qaisi, with Omnia Saleh, bringing you the latest in tech, gadgets, and AI, and everything you need to know about the digital world is right here, right now, only on Future Talk. And we do have a lot in store for you. We're going to be talking about how Elon Musk is threatening to pull Tesla operations out of California and into Texas or Nevada. Also, we're going to be talking about how Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter are struggling with viral pandemic conspiracy video and how they've been trying to remove that, but every time it keeps getting posted, and it's kind of a conspiracy theory. But we do have a special guest today here coming in on Future Talk. He is the founding father of Future Talk, believe it or not. It's Omar Busaidi, and it's been a while since he's been on the show, and we're going to kind of have a legacy show where Omar and Omnia are going to do it like old times back in the day and give you everything you need to know about what's happening on in the digital world. They're going to be talking about 3D printing and life after COVID-19 and what is the future of work and what are the key technology trends that COVID-19 pandemic has accelerated, including digital payments, telehealth, and robotics. It's going to be a fun and interesting legacy show with Omar Busaidi and Omnia Saleh. And I'm very excited to hear what they have to say about all these topics. And I hope you guys are as well. But we're going to be taking a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how Elon Musk is threatening to pull Tesla operations out of California and how Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter are struggling with a viral video, a conspiracy video, about the coronavirus COVID-19 pandemic. So stay tuned right here only on Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Elon Musk has been making headlines lately and now he's threatening to pull Tesla operations out of California and into Texas or Nevada. For those of you who do not know who Elon Musk is, he is the CEO of Tesla and he did say Saturday that the company will fill a, file a lawsuit against Almada County and threaten to move its headquarters and future programs to Texas or Nevada immediately, escalating a fight between the company and health officials over whether its factory in Fremont can reopen. Now, Tesla did plan to bring about 30% of its factory workers Friday as part of its reopening plan, which was defying Almada's county stay-at-home order. And then Tesla has since filed a lawsuit against, against the county, seeking to nullify the county's orders and allow the automaker to resume operations. Now, the county health care service agency and the public health department did issue a statement in response, stating that the agencies have been communicating directly and working closely with the Tesla team on the ground in Fremont. And the agency did call it a collaborative good faith and effort to kind of develop and implement a safety plan that does allow for reopening while protecting the health and well-being of the thousands of employees who do travel to and from work at Tesla's factory. Officials also did say that Tesla has been responsive to their guidance and recommendations and do look forward to coming to an agreement. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is very important because a couple of days ago, or I believe it was last week, Elon Musk came on Twitter to 
tweeting some crazy things against the stay-at-home order and the lockdown order, saying reopen America again, and he kind of destroyed his own stock. And even he said that the stock of Tesla is a little bit too high. Omni, I did talk about that last week, and I was surprised about how what Elon Musk was doing and his and his actions. It did kind of seem a little bit out of character, uh, and he kind of played that billionaire type of evil type of character. But I personally still like Elon Musk, and I will support him. But it's kind of weird that he did threaten to pull Tesla operations out of California and into Texas or Nevada. It is reasonable that he does want the factory to be open again, but uh, he does kind of have that aggressive side to him. But speaking about aggressive, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter are actually fighting with and struggling with a viral pandemic conspiracy video. Now, these companies are grappling with stopping the spread of a 26-minute video that does include a coronavirus conspiracy theory. Now, me myself, I'm a big fan of conspiracy theories, but sometimes conspiracy theories, especially with a pandemic like the coronavirus, could kind of uh, be more harmful than type than entertaining or useful. Now, Facebook, YouTube, and other social networks are actually struggling to remove a viral video that does include various conspiracy theories about the coronavirus pandemic, which was highlighting the challenges that come with moderating dangerous content online. Now, the nearly 26-minute video is a part of a series of clips being released ahead of a documentary, which will be called pandemic and that the filmmakers say it will expose the scientific and political elite who run the scan that is our global health system. It does include claims that have been debunked and make other allegations without evidence. Now this is very important ladies and gentlemen because with a conspiracy video like this 26 minutes long anyone can watch this really quick it's only 26 minutes and it could be very harmful just like the 5g conspiracy theory that that the coronavirus was spreading from 5g 5g and a lot of uh, people in the uk started setting 5g towers on fire they were doing crazy stuff but facebook twitter and google owned youtube are taking the steps to remove the video or reduce its spread and the companies did say that despite these efforts pandemic videos are continuing to pop up but some facebook users were sharing the video in public groups but linking to other sites that aren't as well known as YouTube or to the documentary's website in particular. But two simple searches on YouTube did find almost nine copies of the video with a combined 295,000 views. I personally went and I saw that video and uh, I don't like to give my opinion or not, but I mean, some things did sound a little bit horrendous, but um, in general, I, 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 I advise not to watch these type of conspiracy videos at this time being right now while we're still th going through that pandemic. But uh, I mean... It's, it's going to be a little bit more, it's going to be more harmful than useful right now, especially with misinformation coming out so much. We have so much misinformation with the coronavirus pandemic going on. Omni and I have talked about it various times on the show, how a lot of people and a lot of uh, 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 kind of malicious people are bringing out uh, some uh, false information, whether it was on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, will you name it? A lot of false inf information with uh, these, these uh, miraculous remedies, how you can home remedies shall i say that will cure you or keep you uh, safe from covid 19 it is all a bunch of bananas ladies and gentlemen always listen to the government always take advice from the government don't uh 
trust any uh, uh, non-trustworthy or non-certified uh, resources, stick to listening to what the government has to say as they do know best. But we're going to be taking a short break and when we come back, we're going to have Omar Busaidi and Omnia Salah bring us a legacy show as Omar was the founding father of Future Talk and he's going to have a legacy show with Omnia Salah and it's going to be very interesting. I'm not going to tell you guys what they're going to be talking about, but it's very interesting stuff that has to do about 3D printing, what the future of work post COVID-19. I don't want to give everything away yet. I want you guys to tune in as this legacy show is amazing as Omar Busaidi and Omnia Salah, the people who, who kind of uh, created this baby, which is called Future Talk, and they're going to be diving in the tech world just like old times. So stay tuned right here only on Pulse95. Future Talk, the whole edition, with Omni Al-Saleh and Hany Balkas on Pulse95. Yes, you're listening to Future Talk right here on Pulse95. Today's show is a very special one because I have a very special guest joining me today, the man behind Future Talk, the Fulbright Scholar, my mentor after all, Omar Al-Busaidi. He is joining us. He was all the way in the US, but he is back in the UAE and better than ever. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Omnia. It is great to see. You know, you're not my mentee anymore. No, <laughs> no. I mean, you've definitely seen so much in the tech world since I've last talked to you. It's been a year. Yeah, yeah. It's been, it's been insane. And uh, I did see a lot of tech in the US, um, in my school, I mean, everywhere. And there's a lot of people who are hungry to develop even more technologies as we speak, given our current times. Yes, indeed. So whenever we talk about uh, technology, you know, we never anticipated such a rapid change happening with COVID-19. You know, we used to spend hours commuting, having unnecessary meetings that could have simply been done over an email. Um, but now that a lot of people are shifting online, especially in terms of work, we're noticing that tens of millions of workers in the country have very limited or no digital skills. And COVID-19 is definitely bringing this to the surface. So in your opinion, how do you see the future of work post-COVID-19? Well, the future of work, Omnia, is that remote work is here to stay. Mm -hmm. I have spoken to several CEOs of organizations, both government and in the private sector, and they had told me that they plan to keep majority of their workforce actually to work from home or mm -hmm. remotely or whatever makes them uh, happy. Because there's, the, in fact, Omnia, there is a CEO of a government organization that I spoke to right here in the UAE who told mm -hmm. me in confidence that he saw the performance of some of the staff that he actually expected that probably he was going to fire them because of how they perform now. But he's no like, way. I mean, previously, but now, yeah. when he saw them during Zoom, he was like, he was telling me, he's like, Omar, they are stars. These are my stars. He's like, I cannot believe that the way they're performing. And I think this is what we explained when we talked about a lot uh, before, Amiya. When people are confined within these spaces, whether they're cubicles or in an office environment, people have to pretend to be something else, something they're not. But when you're home, yourself, you know, where are you, your true self? When you're at home, right? Amongst mm. your family, your friends, mm. whatever, and everything else. So imagine when you're at home and you're comfortable and everything else, everything you do, when, when you're home, you do everything with love. So even when you're working, you do it with love. 
So mm -hmm. imagine how you're producing and how you're performing. So this is what I predict in terms of the future of work. And it has many other significant implications, positive implications as well. You reduce uh, um, the stress, you're spending more time with your family and friends, you're able to become more creative, you are also reducing cost on um, utilities and infrastructure. You know, mm -hmm. all these places that were built for offices and everything else. Yeah, I'm not saying that we do not need to go at all, but we exactly, can significantly. Yeah. yeah. So if, if we need to actually have a meeting that is really significant, everybody has to meet, yes. But majority of the other work, which is insignificant, we don't have to be at the office. The clock in, clock out is insignificant. Now, everybody in most places, they're given a task, unless they have to be at the radio like you at a certain time, mm -hmm. but they're given tasks, they have to do it, and this is the deadline, and they produce, and then everybody's like, oh, okay, fine. So, we, sadly, we needed the virus to tell us this, to realize this. You know, I mean, it was there, it was around, and we did talk about it a lot. Jack Ma did tell us that work will move from eight hours to four hours and maybe all hours. Like and no you could be working him. in the end of the day. No one believed exactly. him. Everyone was mocking it. Everyone was saying, you know, it's it's not going to be true. And how can you lessen the working hours? But now we're actually witnessing it. A lot of those times that people used to clock in like nine to six or nine to three. And now we're witnessing you don't need all that time you can work on your own terms and be a lot more productive exactly and also um so um as we know google just announced that they're gonna let their employees work from home until the end of this year mm -hmm. uh, which is great and also omnia to add to all of this uh there was there was a study that was done online by this recruitment platform called flex jobs uh, mm -hmm. and they found Remote employees can save as much as $4,000 a year from commuting, office meals, and other miscellaneous expenses. So this is like uh, this is cra crazy because also if you think about it, think of the well-being of these people. Not stuck in traffic, not the stress about you know staying in the office for so long and wondering what time I'm going to pick up my children from nursery or everything else. The amount of time that you lose in a commute, honestly, you could utilize it with doing so much more work, spending time with your family that you could have never done before. Exactly. So this, to answer your question on the future of work, I think has will do more good than harm to mm -hmm. the, in our society. Mm -hmm. So we also talk about digitization. Um, we talk about people becoming more tech savvy. We talk about employees learning the latest technology that is uh, coming up. But we tend to assume that everyone knows how to deal with tech when the reality is very much different. You know, uh, we can see it very evident that all the mistakes that took place on Zoom were a result of people not being tech savvy enough. So how can we prevent such mistakes? This is why we always talked about the importance for people to unlearn, learn, and relearn, right? I mean, yes. because the problem is a lot of people like to just stay comfortably, not develop new skills, not learn new technologies or techniques and, or, or, or thinking. Even thinking is a problem. So the way that people can prevent or to try to, you know, prevent uh, being stuck in a situation where they cannot work with new technologies is number one, before um, learning the actual skill, they need to have the attitude of being more agile. Mm. The ability quotient, as we discussed before, which was, which was brought up by my very good friend, John Sane, who's the author of 
um, uh, what, what's your moonshot? And also he authored another book. I can't remember the name right now. And, and he's also the founder of Future Self Academy. And he said that people will need to learn to be more agile. If the more that we can adapt to changes and, and our surroundings and uh, situations like the COVID-19 has had on, around the, uh, the world right now, the faster we will be able to learn these new skills. I've seen so many uh, videos going viral on the internet about how people were messing up so badly on Zoom. They didn't realize uh, what they were saying, what they were doing. It was, it just looked like, you know, uh, it, there was a lot of things that just went off with it. I think maybe the younger generation were quicker to learn and adapt to it, mm -hmm. but the older generation did not want to understand. But now, Everybody, especially that older generation, also understand that, look, you know what? Uh, the technology is actually our friend. Look at it now. We all have to be on it, whether we like it or not. Exactly. We're going to be taking a short break and leaving you with a few songs. But once we come back, we're going to be jumping right into the acceptance of robotics in the age of coronavirus. So make sure you stay tuned right here on Future Talk, only on Pulse95. Pulse95. Future Talk. The Home Edition with Omnia Al Saleh and Hani Balkis on Pulse 95. Future Talk. Welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. For all of our avid Future Talk listeners, you must have remembered the very early beginnings of Future Talk with Omar Busaidi and myself. Um, today, he is joining us to give us a little bit of a perspective on how technology has changed in the age of COVID-19 and how have we changed in terms of accepting it? You know, I, I think uh, to answer your question on this, it's very simple. We were not left with choice. <laughs> I mean, sure. we were like, okay, the, the, the police, the authorities here in the UAE, we saw they were using drones to disinfect the streets. Uh, we saw now that, you know, that there are more and more people who are using drones as well and robots to deliver goods around towns in different parts of the world. Um, we're, we're seeing the use of more autonomous technology as well, which is, which, is, which is becoming more popular than anything else. So what this is doing is that it's created a massive demand uh, mm. for this type of skills and people with this kind of um, profession. And they, their job market is booming. Yeah. in that field so anybody who at least had learned coding as a skill which we talked about a lot of the time you'd be able to function in this and anybody and we also said a lot of the times the sectors that are going to be very very um uh, popular in the future would be logistics education healthcare mm -hmm. and technology like uh, of course cybersecurity and, and defense but if you so this is why uh, what what the covid 19 has done the technologies that are within these sectors that I just mentioned are the ones that are going to really stand out and people are going to be required to either have a little bit of knowledge about it or, uh, or much more uh, knowledge where they can apply their skills and produce the technologies that these sectors are going to need. Because now, for example, I know so many people who have who have started to develop these apps on your phone where... Uh, Contact you know, tracing, you know, especially with COVID. Exactly. Doctors, you know, connecting you to doctors and everything else. So we're going to see the, the the Ubers and the Kareems of these sort of technologies um, or Airbnbs, let's say. These technologies come out even way more than we expected. Even well, Airbnb, they're now doing like virtual trips. 
Did you know that? Exactly. I was like, yeah. what in the world? Everything, anything. So, so, uh, and so, so, like you said, so with virtual trips, the other thing that is really, really interesting is augmented reality and virtual reality. Like, we again, it used to kind of be focused only on gaming. Now everybody is doing it, especially when they're doing events and stuff. Because even know, nurses are now they're 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 teaching nurses and doctors how to deal with COVID nineteen patients and preparing them through virtual reality. Exactly. So now those sectors, anyone who's invested in them are very, very successful people. Like they're very lucky and they had a vision. I mean, I know that nobody saw a virus kind of do this, except for I think Bill Gates, uh, you know, anyways, no comment. Uh, so the, the fact that he uh, talked about this pandemic and they always saw this, it's huge. And, mm. you know, imagine this is something that has paralyzed the world. The world is paralyzed. It's like, like you pressed pause on the entire world and we're just <laughs> waiting. Exactly. Uh, Omnia, I mean, I know a lot of people, a lot of my friends come from war-torn countries and they tell me war has not done this to their economies. Like war has not stopped stuff. Like people still would go out and still do things and you know, whatever, you know, like I have my friends in Lebanon who would tell me this. But, and, and as they said, this has caused a crisis bigger than the Great Depression in 1929 and bigger than World War II. So, or for something like this, and you know, we were always thinking about a terrorist attack and everything else. This is bioterrorism in a way. Like this falls into that. So, this thing has literally frozen every aspect of world uh, movement, and uh, now we just have to deal with it. Absolutely. We're going to be taking a short break, but once we come back, we're going to be jumping right into autonomous vehicles. Why have they not been deployed as widely as we thought they were, especially with uh, contactless payments being the new norm and uh, wanting to social distance? So make sure you keep Pulse95 locked and we'll be right back. You're listening to Pulse95. Take this out. Take this out. Pulse. You know us on Future Talk. We like to bring you the latest in robotics, artificial intelligence, gadgets, and applications. But today, I'm bringing you the man behind Future Talk. The founding father, as they would like to say, Omar Busaidi, is joining me today uh, as a little bit of a legacy episode to give us his perspective on how technology has shifted uh, with the COVID-19 pandemic. Are we implementing different aspects of it that we have never done before? And are we accepting it a little bit more? I want to ask you about one aspect that you mentioned. So you talked about autonomous vehicles. And my question is, if if many of them have been developed, not all of them were necessarily tested, why aren't we deploying them more when it comes to deliveries, when it comes to, uh, you know, even moving patients, COVID-19 patients? Why haven't we seen them out there uh, more often? It's a great question. And the sad reality is mm. that we didn't develop the infrastructure for it. Mm. It's not that we don't have the vehicles, it's that the infrastructure is not there. Mm. The policy around it is not there either. So mm. uh, whenever the government had um, uh, allowed for certain things to be licensed and, and produced and operated, the regulations around it is what was in place. Mm. Unfortunately, we have not had this here. So if we did, we would have been in a very different place. But the thing is, 
it was uh, uh, one of the reasons why maybe we couldn't do it as well. See, it's not that governments cannot apply regulation and that's it. Mm. Also, sometimes things to do with culture. So uh, you have to remember, Omnia, even in, especially when it comes to the Middle Eastern culture, uh, uh, autonomous, uh, things that are autonomous, things that are invisible, things that are robotic, uh, uh, it still uh, kind of almost violates our cultural norms, the way that we are culturally like, you know, because we love the person to person. Oh, interaction. yes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We don't have, so, so in other parts of the world, if you think of where has it been implemented, in those places, they already have uh, social distancing within its culture. Yeah, it's, it's of, part of it. We are anything but cultural distancing or social, sorry, social distancing in our culture. If anything, we are like, uh, you know, we, we distance that idea. We don't even distance the social in part of so it. So you know true. So yeah. true. So that's why these things have not happened because no matter how many times, if you think about it, uh, I'll tell you this, Omnia, let me go back to your first question where you asked me about my experience in the States and seeing mm-hmm. technologies. In the US, so many times I would try to get in touch in the bank to speak to a rep, a representative. They are addicted to chatbots. When we are completely them. against them. Exactly. Here, you have that option. They tell you, okay, dial this number and whatever. But we also have that talk to a representative. And, and people actually immediately when they dial a number, they don't want anything but to talk to a representative. Like, I, I'll be honest. I I'm one of them. <laughs> Thank you. I'm like, okay, I don't want to talk to a robot. I don't want to hear the instructions. I want to get straight to the point. I want to talk to the person, you know? So there you go. So the reason why, now to go back to your latest question, why do we not have autonomous vehicles doing all of these things? is because the the element of trust. I think the technologists have still not figured this out. Like how can we bridge the gap between what 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 is useful for society? Mm-hmm. What can also build the confidence society to use that technology? Mm-hmm. It's interesting that you mentioned the element of trust because apart from trusting robots, now with the way many companies are operating, CEOs, uh, you know, the bosses of certain employees, they're learning how important it is to trust their employees. So in a post-COVID-19 world, how do you think the aspect of trust and the as- like what aspects of deploying uh, certain tech are going to be still alive after COVID-19? Well, first, I'll tell you this. When it comes mm. between an employer and an employee, mm. the first element of trust will be one thing. The work that is expected to be produced mm. by the employee. Mm-hmm. The quality and the timeliness of the work. True. So if those two are ticked, that means that the employee is like uh, is, is fulfilling the, the KPI, which is the key performance indicator. That's it. Because that's what's required. You go to work, they pay you to produce something that is required of you, and that's it at this time, right? So this is one. Now, what elements of this will, will, uh, will stay uh, beyond uh, the, the COVID-19? Well, I think because of this trust, the boss, the employer, will actually give the employee more um, liberty to work from anywhere they want. Like, you know what? During the worst times, I saw your work 
And I was like, you know what? I was actually really impressed. And if the employees want to enhance that level of trust and be incentivized even more, then I'll t give you guys this tip. Be more creative. If this is what is requested of you, mm. do go above and beyond. And that way, the boss will be like, oh, you know what? Oh my God, this is what this place is doing for this person. They're at home or they're in the cafe or they're hanging out with their friends or whatever. Maybe that employee is somewhere else um, in another country because they were stuck there during the travel uh, restrictions and everything mm -hmm. else. They were, were actually across the world. And I know several people who are there who are still not back in the UAE because of the cancellation of flights yeah. for residents. There are people who are working like uh, it's insane. So there's so many employees still outside the country and they're still doing it. So you are able to attend a meeting even though there's a significant time difference. Exactly. And the thing is, people are starting to understand more how interconnected we are. Not only can we be open to different opportunities around the world, you know, you can connect right now with someone in a completely different part of the world. And it's becoming the new norm because that's how we're, you know, that's how we're interacting with one another. So mm -hmm. it's definitely going to be a very different world post COVID-19. I don't think everyone is going to interact the same way or even work is going to be the same way or students they're not going to go back to school the same way but it's definitely going to be an improved form of life oh well Omiya, you're lucky i didn't ask you to put on your mask right now as we speak <laughs> because like <laughs> if it was up to me you would have your mask on right now mask and gloves. <laughs> oh yeah i know you're in the screen somewhere all the way in charge but there is no way that i would talk to you if you did not have a mask <laughs> hey, I'm in a good mood, so I'm not going to ask you to put your mask on because I haven't seen you for a while. So, oh, yeah. how nice of you. Next time we talk, I'm going to have my mask on, both gloves to make sure that social distancing is being applied. It's always an amazing time talking to you, Ahmad. Future Talk is definitely missing you. You know what? Before, before we end the segment, I think we need to get, give the people what they want. The China voice. Jokma, <laughs> I have missed it. Donald Trump doesn't know what he's saying. The coronavirus ain't not from China. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you still have it. A year later, you still have the China voice within you. Uh, thank you so much for joining me today on Future oh, Talk. Always a good time having you. And I wish you the very best in all of your future endeavors. From the Fulbright Scholarship to whatever it is that Ahmad has in store. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nobel Prize. Oh, Nobel Prize? That's oh, yeah. it? That's well, it? <laughs> if the, the Grammys and the Oscars, maybe, but like for now? Maybe. <laughs> Why? Why not? You, know? you, aim, you, aim, you definitely aim all the way to the moon, so there's nothing short for what Ahmed can achieve. If they're going to give away somewhere in the moon or in space, I will go and apply for that. <laughs> Future Talk is coming to an end, but we will be returning same time every day tomorrow from 2 to 3 p.m. But until then, make sure you participate in our 1500 challenge. So Pulse95 is holding a challenge for all of you to practice your hairdressing skills. So if you are, you know, worried about a messy haircut, there's no worry at all because it might just give you a chance to win some cash. All you need to do is take a video of yourself uh, cutting your own hair or the hair of your uh, family members. Post it on Instagram and make sure you tag us at Pulse95Radio. Um, but also make sure that your Instagram account is public so you can have a chance to actually be part of this challenge and for us to be able to see your video. The 
final winner will be announced on Thursday. So get your videos going. You can post as many uh, videos as you want to increase your chance at winning. Um, and make sure you stay on the lookout for us in your DMs because we're going to be sliding in the DMs of the winning uh, video. Wishing you all a wonderful iftar with your family and loved ones, whether you're doing it physically or virtually. But there is still some time to kill until the Maghrib Adhan uh, takes place. So keep Pulse 95 locked and we'll see you tomorrow. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.